Okay, Ohio, are you on? I am. I've had my tea and my coffee. What about you, Wisconsin? I'm here, man. I need I need more coffee, but uh, you know, right now I'm in the studio. So the studio, <laughs> the paneled studio of all places. I'm I'm guessing. Yes, the paneled <laughs> studio. Um, it's uh, it's very very intense here. Um, so which with the greats recording, <laughs> where so many greats have recorded before. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. All, all one of them. <laughs> all one of them, exactly. And and recording insights on scripture that nobody's ever had. I mean, we are absolutely breaking yeah. ground. You know, new paths yeah. no one's ever touched. Yeah, that's us. You you just might want to tune in. It's just amazing. <laughs> Unstoppable. Well, welcome to Geocaching Scripture. We're we're in season four. Uh, season four. I can't believe it's been this many seasons. And uh, if you have listened to the show at all, you know that my demarcations of seasons are completely meaningless. Um, they usually have to have to do with when when I can shake a co-host out of the trees. Anyway, Geocaching Scripture season four. And uh, we're off to a, a fantastic start here, and I'm just thankful that that Rick is into it. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, we got together a few weeks ago and uh, hadn't seen each other in a while, and, and he said, I've been listening to that show. <laughs> um, are you still doing it? And I said, uh, no. He said, let's do it. I know. All right. Sounds good to me. So Rick is uh, far smarter and more charming than I am, so I just went along. <laughs> you know, it's not good to start a show on, with lies. Let's just, let's just stick to the truth. <laughs> All right, man. Well, what do you have for us? Hey, Josh, have you ever, have you, you know, I know you're a good Christian. I know you got baptized and you went through the, became born again, but um, have you sinned? Since that time? No, not at all. Um, See, yeah. that's why this is going to be the shortest geocaching scripture in the history. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course you, uh, of course you have. I mean, it's like I've mentioned to you before that I was in a group that uh, kept the Old Testament mm-hmm. holy days, mm-hmm. and I remember every year we would look at Passover which is in the spring, just before Easter, which we didn't keep, of course, because that would have been, you know, wrong to celebrate his resurrection. Sure. There's there's a story for another time. But um, our belief was that at Passover, your previous year's sins could be forgiven again because you took the the, uh, communion. We only took communion once a year at that time. Wow, okay. And, uh, And I remember one year as a college student uh, going to Passover and, you know, feeling really good about myself and walking back up to my dorm and looking to the right of me and, and thinking, oh, man, she is hot. And then thinking, oh, crap. <laughs> I've got to wow. wait a whole nother year. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just foolish, foolish thinking. I've, you got, know? I've got to wait a whole, a whole other year. Okay. So, yeah, you I mean. Know? To give to give a brief thumbnail of context, uh, Rick grew up in in what was called the Worldwide Church of God, uh, which was a, a sort of uh, 
Christianity plus kind of splinter group um, that that eventually came back around the gospel and and it's been a generation of healing from that. But he does have these funny memories of different traditions that they would keep. So you you would sin after this Passover communion, which was supposed to wipe away your sins for the year, and you'd sin on your way back to the dorm and think, I have to wait another year. A whole other year, right. Yeah. And hope yeah. Jesus doesn't return in that year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then you might stuck. not make it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's a lot of focus on, didn't Jesus tell us to go and sin no more? Seems that he did say that once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and didn't he also say to become ye therefore perfect? <laughs> All all episodes we're laying out here in season four. I think I think we have a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> so, do you remember where that quote comes from? Where Jesus said, "Go and sin no more." I think it's the woman taken into an adultery. Yeah, I mean that's an amazing story, Josh. If you think about it. Um, so here's Jesus. Well, we don't have a lot of background on what he's doing at a particular time. We just know that these teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they bring this woman to him, and they claim that she was caught in adultery. Now, the first thing that kind of catches your mind is, doesn't adultery take two people? <laughs> um, in most forms. from in, Yes. Yes. Traditionally, yes. Yes. So, so that's, that's like a red flag right there. But, uh, you know, a lot of times you, you miss that red flag because you're in the story and they're telling Jesus, they're telling Jesus, look, according to the law, Moses said, this woman needs to be stoned. Mm -hmm. And the passage tells us they were trying to trap him so that they could accuse him, which was, you know, it's kind of the modus operandi of the day, uh, find a way to trap Jesus. So Jesus bends down and starts to write on the ground while they're questioning him. And then he stands up and he says, let any one of you who was without sin be the first to cast a stone at her. Hmm. And again, he stopped and wrote on the ground. Mm -hmm. Gosh, what did he write on the ground? <laughs> right. Isn't that, isn't that the question? Um, well, I have heard explanations from that, like, that border on silly, um, you know, and I, I think uh, one of the things we know about, especially the gospel writers, the gospel writers never waste ink. They never waste ink. So if there's a detail, um, that's the detail we need to, like, really look at. And uh, I've heard Jesus is writing down the names of the men in the crowd who had slept with this woman. Oh, Wow. Which I think is really a stretch. Like I'm like, is well, that in the Greek? Is that in the Aramaic? Like I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so she goes from being caught in adultery to being a prostitute, right? Right <laughs> to being get around Sue kind yeah. of. Um, they uh, yeah, that he was writing down just like Steve, Mike, Larry. You know, like like no, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Well, it's, yeah, I've heard various theories as well. One of them is, uh, well, maybe he's quoting Micah. York says, you know, he's showing you what is good to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. But it's like, well, what would that do? If I'm bringing somebody who's accused 
I look at those words and I think, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm walking <laughs> humbly. I'm being just. And uh, I'm checking to see what your most merciful tank is full of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm already there to kill somebody with a rock, um, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident of my uh, my righteous anger, which is really the most dangerous thing in the end. Um, and that's caused the most damage as, we've, as we look back on history. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole concept of righteous anger might be a good podcast sometime. Yeah, that would be. Somebody should do it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what he wrote. And obviously it's not important because if it was important, I think we would know what he wrote. But it does say the, script, the passage continues by saying, starting with the oldest... They walked away one at a time. I find mm -hmm. that interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, we don't know the reason why it started with the oldest, but again, like you said, they don't waste ink. So there's a reason yeah. for that, and it could have been more cultural. What do you think? I yeah, maybe, and I I think uh, I think maybe that I I read that. I guess I read that in a in a more universal way, thinking like as I get older, I am more. Um, a little bit more aware of my my unworthiness um yeah and i guess in not you know not because i'm so disgusting or anything but because uh i i see myself you know as as getting blessings i could never earn and people being much more worthy than me um and and maybe that's it maybe there was age and wisdom there i don't know um it's an interesting yeah. detail that's another podcast is our worthiness. There's a there there's a go. big question we should address sometime. Season four, folks. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes. Um, so the key passage is Jesus has stood up and he says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Mm -hmm. And she said, no one, sir. And he said, well, neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And from now on, do not sin again. Now, what's fascinating about this, Josh, is that I've heard people say that this is because because Jesus hates sin, which I don't have a problem with the concept of hating sin. Um, but but what does it mean that he tells her to sin no more? Because it poses a question: Did she? Right. You know, obviously she sinned. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. She may have died on the way home that day and then not sinned anymore, but. <laughs> If she was alive more than a few hours, she probably sinned again. And for those of you who only sin once or twice a week, I apologize for that example. That's it. You should uh, probably be listening to a different podcast, but yeah. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> or making likely. one, I guess. I mean, jeez. <laughs> so what was the focus on? I mean, is the focus on the sin or the focus on her? Mm. Right. Because he said... Neither do I condemn you, which tells me he was not focused on the sin. No. Right? Right. And it, it goes back to what he said to Nicodemus. He said, I did not come to condemn the world. I came to save the world. Mm. You know, and this condemnation concept is, an, is, an, is another really good podcast for the future. We're just going to have to keep doing this forever, Josh. I guess, man. <laughs> We're going to have to do more episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. so Josh, why why does God hate sin? Because we're not going to negate that God does hate sin, but but why? Well, yeah, and I think that's part of the uh, part of the discussion. You know, it's like 
Because I think if you're if you're deep in church culture, everybody says, "Well, God hates sin," and everybody's like, "Yes, yes, got to get rid of that." Um, and there's not a discussion as to why, um, mm-hmm. and not a discussion as to this this lady and somebody who's you know lived a life that was probably pretty brutal, um, and you know is running around on whoever or you know causing someone to cheat on his his partner we don't really know the background there but we do know like not only is that like morally decaying and painful it, at the time it was even very dangerous um, yeah. because of because of this exact conclusion you know it's interesting you hit a you hit a really good point there that i hadn't thought of in this passage and that is um we get so focused on somebody's behavior or their sin you know, that we never, I shouldn't say we never, we rarely stop and ask the question, what brought this person to that point? Right. Because that's, that's the point. Like you said, in her case, what brought her to this? Um, and like you said, it, it was dangerous. And are we, are we so focused on sin that we're not focused on the person? And I think that's what Jesus is doing here is he's focusing on the person. Right. And I mean, obviously she knows that what she did was wrong. And uh, which is why I, I, I'm often telling people, you don't have to point out somebody's sin to them. They know what their sin is. Point mm-hmm. out the goodness of God so they have uh, they have someone to look to. Because right. here's the thing. God hates sin because it causes pain. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. When your right. kids do something bad, you're not you, you, when, when, when your oldest hits your youngest, it's one thing that that he hit her, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to deal with that situation. But the way you deal with it is said, do you realize that you you hurt her? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just it was a, it was you had an emotive reaction, yes, but what you did is you hurt her, and you get him thinking about her, and and she he starts he starts to feel remorse because he hurt her. Not so right. much that he hit her, but because he hurt her. And right. I think that God looks at us and he says, I don't want you to sin because it hurts you. And further, it hurts others. Because right. most of our sin is painful to not only ourselves, but to others. Um, and when we are focused on the sin and we start feeling badly about ourselves, it tells us lies about who we are. And I think what Jesus is telling this woman is, I'm not going to condemn you. You're mine. Hmm. Go and sin no more. Know who you are. And I'd say, in, in essence, I think what he's saying here, Josh, is he's saying, look, sweetheart, you almost got yourself killed. Mm-hmm. I hate to see this. Mm-hmm. And I know that you don't want to be in this situation. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Because mm-hmm. I hate to see you hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's that he did not come to condemn. He came to save. And... He hates sin because sin tells us lies about who we are. Pax Humana. Cheers. <laughs>